Welcome back to episode 89 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we review the Halloween event in Decentraland. Next, almost all NFTs are non-producing assets. Then, we explain how every NFT that exists today depends on the greater fool theory. And finally, we show how we're introducing the first productive NFT. Alright, let's listen in. What's going on, Willis? What is up, dude? We're back, dude. Hectic week as usual. This yeah, one man. more hectic than usual. I think this is, uh, I think, I think you spent two weeks without doing a podcast, right? Something like that. Uh, dude, that's what it feels like, at least. It does feel like it's been like two weeks. Yeah, man. We've been grinding <clears throat> into Decentraland hard code. Yeah, hard man. Hard code? Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore grinding, dude. Trying to produce some content. Basically, like, we waited way too long. To like prepare for Halloween, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like we were just talking, and like I remember this meeting we had. We were like, "It's like, yeah, we should probably do something for Halloween." And like, I don't like we got like two or three weeks, and then you're like, "Dude, Halloween's in like seven days." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm losing track of time, dude. Like yeah. it just snuck up on us. It, but it's yeah. pretty bad for sure. We're, we're definitely losing track of time. Um, I mean, it goes back to like when we started this whole endeavor. Every week felt like it's uh, so much has happened. It felt like a month for every yeah, single week. True. Um, so, but yeah, let's, so let's talk about, I, I guess let's start with the Decentraland event, Halloween event, because okay. that's really what kicked off everything because they posted up their event and it was like yeah, this true. week long, you know, journey, right? And in this journey, you'd have to go into the Genesis Plaza and do a bunch of tasks, like a quest. And so... This really gave people the idea of questing in Decentraland, which we knew this was possible. It was just a matter of like implementing it. And they did they did what you and I could do. They did what Corv could do. What anybody any creator could do is if you have a bunch of lands in a single parcel, you create some quest event and then you teleport from one location to another to continue the quest. That mm-hmm. is what is in our disposable or are in what that's what's disposable for us to create because yeah. not everybody has like a thousand lands to create this you know unique world to, to quest like uh ethermon for example so i i was really impressed at the fact that they use that model that they assume that people don't have infinite amount of land and they force you to teleport to the next quest right did you pick that up <clears throat> well i mean they forced you uh wasn't it just like simply like a part of the quest dialogue was like it told you where the coordinate was and then yeah. you just kind of like yeah you manually teleport yourself yeah it would have been different if there was like an actual button like go to like you click on the button and it would teleport you oh exactly no where you no you did so on the ui you just click on it and it asked you if you wanted to teleport there and then you click yes and you just pop there <laughs> i must have missed that dude oh, i didn't dude, see that on. at all yeah, yeah, I yeah. Up. On, on the little like list of items, task items on the left side, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just click on it and it would bring up. Do you want to teleport? Yeah, you could click on that thing. I didn't yeah. didn't even try to. Well, I don't know why. I How didn't did you try find the it. locations then? In the dialogue, dude. Oh, really? 
literally i read the fucking quest dialogue like i'm some like wow what like, a R- R- rp or dude i was like immersed <laughs> you know what i mean i was like larping in there dude yeah and she's like you know telling me like graveyard across the street is like part of the dialogue so like okay let me go find the graveyard across the street wow, and, like the next day it was like they like she legit said you know said the court you know talking about the old lady here like yeah. the npc yeah 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 uh, at genesis yeah so I, w- I would just do stuff like that <laughs> wow but regardless yeah you're right like uh imagine if if it wasn't that easy you know like yeah imagine if the entire quest ran in inside the genesis plaza because there's enough room to do all that yeah you could do that but um, pulled off. but they did what to, i think they did that on purpose to show that hey you can actually do this in Decentraland, yeah. you can create your own quest. You can create your own activities. By just it doesn't have to be like a centralized yeah, location, right? That's right. That's right. It's kind of like they're piggybacking off of like uh, the whole, you know, our premise is like you can yes. build a game verse in, yes. in the metaverse and not need to be like a district. You just need cooperation of like landowners. Yeah. And, different zones within the metaverse you know as exactly. long as you can teleport from location to location it should feel like a a singular experience right it's exactly. not like some scattered thing exactly i mean it, but it, it not to say the scattered thing is not a bad thing like it'd be pretty cool like i'm just like fuck it i'm gonna like walk my ass over to that destination and on the way over there hey there's like some other cool shit going on oh for this sure parcel, and for i'm sure. gonna go do that you know and for then sure. once i'm bored of that then i'll go walk over to my quest spot you know what i mean but us being um veterans we know that there was like a time limit because what was at stake was uh i I guess mythic assets mythic wearables yeah and so you'd have to be the first 10 to complete it so it wouldn't make sense for you to walk that kind of sucked i didn't like that i think they should have kept it rng like they did last year oh yeah i agree i think it should have been rng for sure yeah well then how do you distribute based on rng like how do you how do you determine like because in mythics there's only 10 right like yeah so like <clears throat> what if only like 200 people play and like by the time the last 200 person plays there's only five have been distributed like what do you do with the other five well you, know you just you, you just keep playing you keep uh create a new account and then do it all over again until all 10 have been mined yeah i guess i guess they would have to like have some type of activity feed like telling people like they're being found i guess so people would keep playing until all of them were found basically yeah i think that's cool too they could have some ui elements like you know nine of ten mythics are still left in in the wild basically all all you have to do is like track open sea minting of the wearable yeah basically yeah but yeah whatever i mean it's okay but yeah the it was it was a, a race you know you had to complete these quests yeah the first 10 to finish it they got the big prize so yeah it was cool but yeah like you're saying this is it man this is like <clears throat> this is like the obvious i mean there's tons of use cases i guess for the metaverse so we've seen like a a, a bunch of them so far like conferencing mm-hmm. uh live shows there was also like a really badass live performance yeah like at, at the, the last end. day yep for sure i mean that shit was amazing everybody loved it like I, I, twitter was literally like the biggest circle jerk i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> over this stuff and they deserve it, dude. I was there. It was cool as fuck. Like, it felt like an actual festival. The graphics, I don't know how, you know, it was definitely not easy to pull that off, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, you so know? many people had their hands on this. Polygonal Mind, Bents. Dapcraft, uh, I think, did the Dapcraft, skellies. yeah. The dancing skellies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there was, like, a fucking demon 
like on the top yeah. of the stage. He's just like doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like throwing up devil horns and shit. That was just pretty cool. Yeah. So, and that's the demon uh, that you had to kill at the very end of this quest. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, what was I saying? Okay, so yeah. But MMOs, dude, I feel like uh, make the most sense just because it's like an open world. You know what I mean? There's so much potential there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. <clears throat> and just the problem the, is figuring out, yeah, how to pull this off, dude. Like in, in with this current. Uh, yeah, and the barrier entry to do something like this, you have to know uh, back end coding, you have to know front end, <laughs> 3D modeling. Yeah, and then you have to like, you know, design an entire game. So uh, this is not easy for what they did. It was pretty good. It was very impressive what they what they pulled off. Yeah, I agree. I was happy to see like I happy I'm happy to see like uh, we're on the same track because we also while they were preparing for their event, we also were preparing for our own. Even though we only yeah did it within a week, <laughs> I'm sure they spent way longer than a week preparing. Yeah, for sure. But. You know, because they had a much bigger product to pull off. With, like you said, a lot more arms and hands involved. But the way I see it is the <clears throat> we were both focused on, like, bringing more MMO elements into Decentraland. Like, they were more focused on, like, the <clears throat> like the more role-play-ish uh, gameplay of an MMO. Meaning, like, you interact with NPC. NPC gives you instruction. You go to destination. You... You interact with objects and then you turn it into NPC and like that's it. You completed quests. Yeah. So that's like one half of the MMO experience. The other half is like there's a whole open world out there with like shit to kill and like you know, some other quest givers are gonna be like, yo, kill a hundred of these things. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like you don't have to find anything. You just gotta go kill this stuff. You know, it's like a it's a slaughter fest. Yeah. Which that's like the the action part of an MMO. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Plus, we also had a boss fight, and they also had a boss fight at the end. So, and that's that's another part of MMOs, like uh, yeah, dungeons. You know what I mean? The difference is, did you get that far? Uh, which part? The very end. Oh we yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I killed the I, the boss at the end. Okay. Did you do yeah. it? No, I didn't. I didn't get to complete it, dude. Unfortunately, what? I, I missed that day. Yeah. Wow, I know. Dude. I mean, I saw plenty of Twitter video about it, so it looked looked dank as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I think Vince was responsible for most of that. Yeah, sure. So not surprised. You pulled off a pretty solid, uh, like pretty much boss fight. You know, it's what you would expect. Like you enter like a like a a scene. Like let's say like it's it's a boss's chamber. You know, like yeah. in a dungeon. Yeah, there's like multiple mobs. You have to run around and shoot and kill, and then you get to the final boss and then you just you fight it and kill it right how hard was it do you remember oh it was not hard no the the only uh, i guess mechanic was that um if you stood in a location it would hover above you and then slam down and then once it slammed down you would fall through and then you would have to restart because if you didn't keep the beam on him he would regain Mm -hmm. its energy and so you'd you'd have to be clicking and holding and keep the beam on him to to kill it interesting so but there was a mechanic where like did you see on the ground like where he was about to drop was like a circle or something no not not necessarily a circle but he would just like go above your head Mm -hmm. and then he would just slam down and then what's below you would disappear and then you oh you would fall down into into the tower and you would have to climb back up to get to get to get to where he was because he was on the roof so whenever you fell you lost uh you lost time yeah, you lost too, right? a link, and then therefore he's regaining energy. Oh, okay. So you, the, the game, the, the the boss mechanic was like you got to just run your ass as quick as possible yeah. back up there, yeah. and then just reestablish that link, drain his energy, drain That's his right. life. That's right. 
that's that's a pretty solid boss mechanic. It's just so the, the thing that was missing is the the whole multiplayer element of that. It's, that's a singular fight. That was a singular fight. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we we tried our best to pull off a multiplayer type boss experience. I think we succeeded in the, in the fact that we demonstrated it's possible to have multiple people like, you know, attempting yeah. to kill the same thing yeah, <laughs> at yeah, the yeah. same time. Yeah. Oh, it's just our mechanics weren't very elegant. You know. It's just literally point and shoot and die. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) All we did was like expand the size and like HP pool of it. So it was just a lot more difficult. And it hit like a truck. But yeah. uh, But we're going to make definitely like. And we'll show you guys. Hopefully we can jump in and uh, play a little Corona Zombie so we can show what the difference between, you know, shooting at a boss by yourself versus shooting it together. Like it's a completely different experience. Like, yeah, apparently it's like not even doable by yourself. Like I, I heard a couple of people say, like, "Yo, you need to uh, not make this boss so OP." Like I can't yeah. do it by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's I, like yeah. Uh, the response was team up, bro. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. "Yep, that's, that's too bad, dog." Like make yeah. some friends. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole point. Like that yeah. is that is the MMO experience. Exactly. It, it's all about community. And You're like, not going to you have... walk into wow and like find the boss and beat it by yourself. Like You're that's not. not the point. It's unfortunate that, I mean, it's not unfortunate. That, that is the point. The point is there's a community that has to form yes. in order to complete these, like these experiences. And like, so you have to do your, you know, and you know, with crypto assets, we're dealing with something that regular game developers don't have to deal with. And, Specifically, it's longevity. Like, for example, in in a standard Pokemon game, you can reach level 100 Charizard, and that's it. Then it stops, and it's over. The game is obsolete. You forget about it, and then now there's a new Pokemon game coming out. Mm -hmm. With crypto games, with blockchain games, these assets live forever. And you're going to see games where getting to level 100 would probably take three or four years of constant playing in order for you to reach level 100 and your avatar. Yeah. Your avatar. Yeah. Your oh, avatar, yeah, yeah. your weapon, your NFT, your, your Pokemon, your monster, whatever it is. Yeah. In order to get yeah. to level 100, you would have to spend a solid, like if you were tracking how many hours you spent in the game, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of hours. Well, I don't know about that much. Yeah, it's too many. And, and but that's the <laughs> point. Think about this. Maybe, like, these, these asses are going to last yeah. forever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you 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 don't have to gain to get to a level 100 this year. Like that's not going to happen. If you yeah. spent all the hours in a year, you'll probably get to level 35. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we're going to see and those assets, I mean, think about this. Think about 5 years from now once Corona Zombies is done and we have a weapon that can get up to level 100 and it takes like five years of dedication to get to level 100 and it, at the end of those five years you find that on open sea how much do you think that's going to cost unreal amounts of uh, yes. i mean i i can i can attribute it to yeah like like five years of dedication to like a you know a traditional mmo like uh, that's that's me yeah, how yeah, much yeah. would i value five years of me playing wow like it's I didn't make a fucking penny out of that. You know what I mean? But I know I know people were selling their accounts for like I'm talking like the top accounts with like the best raid gear. Yeah. Uh for like yeah, thousands of dollars. Which yeah. which doesn't sound like much because there wasn't like an established market for it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It it's unknown the value of something yeah. like that. But in in the in the case of crypto assets, 
there's an open market on putting a price on these things. And I, I, I'm, I'm imagining that if you get an NFT that takes several years to upgrade, I'm imagining that's going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, and it's not even just time either because, uh, I mean, I can only speak off of base of how we're planning on developing Corona Zombies, but, I, I mean, this is a, a standard in the blockchain gaming sphere, and it's it's, it's obviously it's, it's showing its head as being, like, the, the successful or the formula to success. It's like, the, it's like a pay-to-win-to-earn formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's which sounds like a a, a a naughty, like negative concept. If you're like a traditional gamer, like pay to win is like the, yeah. the last thing you want to hear. That's right. Like from, That's right. From the traditional <laughs> gaming space, because it just sounds bad. Like a game company is you're incentivizing people to spend money on in-game content to have like an upper hand on other players you know, yeah. to enhance your player experience. But yeah, the, and there's the a problem balance. with that is. Yeah, like all that money gets funneled to the company. That's right. And none of it gets returned to the player. That's right. That's right. And the balance, I mean, there's really two assets at stake in in reality. There's money, which is the most obvious, but the second asset is time. And if somebody is willing to spend five years of time to upgrade this weapon, and I mean, in those five, I mean, you could do this for free, right? But let's say somebody spends zero dollars, but they spend five years upgrading their NFT to level 100. Somebody with money would say, well, I'll take those five years of dedication and pay you X amount of dollars for that asset. So then I can save that time and just jump in and, you know, start dominating fools. Yeah, start dominating or just flex. Yeah, just flex, whatever it is. The same, like, what, what's what's what motivates somebody to spend one hundred ten thousand dollars on a fucking Charizard. NFT art of Batman? Yeah. No, Batman fucking art, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just like nobody knows <laughs> except yeah. for that guy. But yeah, I guarantee you, like, uh, if if you <laughs> if we're talking about actual successful, like, uh, you know, brand products in the future, like, uh, let's say a like a Fortnite type game that has like, yeah, this type of. Uh, this model implemented it into it. It's like yeah, five years of playing a, like a triple A game like that. And I don't know, like, and then all of a sudden the player possesses that the, I don't know, like the, the value, like he maintains all that value and is able to sell it. Like, yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I can't even, yeah, I can't even put it into words, man. Like, I mean, there's, so, <laughs> so, so there's that, right. There's the, so, so we're dealing with a couple of different, I guess mechanics here when it when it comes to crypto assets like NFT assets and gaming assets as well is the longevity. These assets will last forever and it makes no sense to create a game where it takes a couple of hours to get to level 100 and then you have a bunch of assets out there, a bunch of people playing, everybody's at level 100 and then it's like then what? So I I'm thinking game developers and game designers are going to account for for this element in in blockchain gaming and you're going to start seeing like estimations of how long it's going to take to upgrade a particular nft via the gameplay to its max level mm-hmm. and i and i think that's a good thing i think it would be cool that you jump into decentraland every now and then throughout your your life and you play corona zombies every once in a while with your friends to get some loot to eventually continuously upgrade your near perfect weapon. And then after 10 years of playing that same game with all the updates and new gameplay, new all that stuff, you eventually have an asset that you've been taking care of and upgrading 
that could be worth thousands of dollars, right? This is this is something that's unique to blockchain gaming that we've sort of seen prototypes to this in WoW and and in in all these other games where time was staked into upgrading your own avatar. So that's that's what I like the most about blockchain game assets is that we have this ability. Now, we have to design around this ability now. That's that's really what we're talking about here with Corona Zombies um, at the minimum, right? If not Ethermon and, and other MMO games that we're going to see. Yeah, and I think about it all the time in the sense that we have such a huge disadvantage as far as like um, producing, like engaging gameverse in, in the metaverse just because of like the dilemma we've already recognized as far as like, you know, access to pretty i mean that, that's why we built the platform in the first place to kind of like make this uh, potential right like we can see a corona zombie games game verse just because we understand like uh, the the meta distribution process exists right mm-hmm. like us as game developers we don't own a district so we can't just like plan out a whole game verse and just develop it yeah. and plop yeah, it yeah. onto our district so the point is like that's what exists right now in blockchain gaming in, in the sense of like an Axie Infinity. Yeah. It's it's just, it's it's a universe they can create on their own. And that's, you know what I mean? Or, or like a, uh, what's another good game, dude? Like a... Um, shit. See, I, I can't even name like a... I mean, go look for them. They exist. <laughs> They're out there. Yeah, I mean, CryptoKitties is coming out with their own land element too, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess there's that, yeah. The point is like, we have to coexist with the rest of the things that are being built in the central land. So yeah. it's it's difficult but we have we have the the trade off in that is that we get to utilize i guess like the platforms assets in the sense that we, we don't have to generate like this this three dimensional world like it's already been done for us you know what i mean yeah. in the sdk or whatever you want to whatever it is yeah you know that's the whole point this is the platform it's yeah. like it's done that half of the work for us now we just have to use the tools that decentraland provides to create this game burst, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, think about all the people involved in Decentraland from the team to the community, and everybody yeah. is saying, hey, come to Decentraland to look at my thing, my gallery, my art, my game, whatever it is. And as they do their marketing to bring people into Decentraland, the operating system, if you will, then we take advantage of those potential eyeballs and create our own uh, experience, hmm. our own assets, our own oh, game Oh, yeah, that's world. another thing. Yeah, the marketing element, too. Right. Right. Yeah. Instead of I'm going to create my own world and I'm going to yeah, create yeah. my own assets and hey, come to my website so you can play my game. And yeah. it's this completely isolated island of existence. True. So that's 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 my point. Like we there's a huge burden in developing a decentraland and trying to create like a product of substance, but there's also like a huge benefit. You know yes. What I mean? Yes. So it's it's a trade off. Like the i can't even imagine the amount of resources it would take to build like a a world like central land on your own like independently yeah for sure you know like and it's millions done, which is crazy <laughs> it's done all the time i mean That's minecraft true. did it uh there's a there's a gta 5 i mean as great as that is like they do it all the time but man the the amount of resources to build every single little asset in that game the little 3d object with animations like it's it's ridiculous um, yeah, maybe it's like yeah. You you mentioned some outliers. Like, uh, I'm sure there's like some solo ventures out there. Like some people who are capable of creating their own game worlds and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, indie developers. It probably takes them years and years and years of development to yeah, do such a sure. thing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, re- time is also a resource. You know, just because you might not have a million dollars in the bank to like kickstart your own virtual world, 
you know, and then like outsource all that development to yeah. create it. Like yeah. if you're going to do that on your own without that financial resource, you still have to invest years of your time, you know, and take that gamble. Right. You know what I mean? So fortunately we don't have to do that because, because dissension land exists, we can like use that technology, use all those assets. Yeah. And, build you know, upon that platform that they have for the community. That's right. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of value in that dude. It's definitely like under recognized. I feel like, I, I, I'm not necessarily why it's just that <clears throat> I'll probably cause that other half we're talking about, you know, the, the other, other half of like the burden of, of developing into Central is the land part. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very difficult to build like a, a good product on like a small piece of land. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we're trying our fucking hardest <laughs> to do that. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. That's a one by one. If you're playing Corona zombies, that is a one by one parcel. Like, I think we've stretched the limit of possibility for one by one. You know what I mean? But you know what? It's playable. And it's playable. We've gotten it's to a fun. point where there's six people, five, six people total on a team to kill bad guys on Corona Zombies. Yeah. And it's, pretty, pretty it's like a pretty, it's the most unique experience, especially, <clears throat> I mean, when you think about a zombie game, you think about close quarters, you think about, um, being that uh, not having enough space to breathe and and having that tension and i think one of the w- one of the assets in a single parcel is is that it it brings that tension whenever you're playing with your team that things are at stake right if you lose you know your your team takes a hit right and they could die too right and especially now with like the whole aspect of bringing in a team, a co-op experience into Decentraland, that's, that's to me is the most interesting thing that we've built so far. Yeah, I agree. So one of the, one of the interesting things that we were talking about earlier before we were um, recording was the, the different types of NFT assets out there. And I think we've discovered two so far. And one of them has been in existence since like day one, and the other one is is a relatively new one. You know what I'm talking about? Um, productive and non-productive assets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We we're talking about this before we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, I'm trying to recall why I I, I brought that up. Well, it, it's so. Oh, yeah, j- just because uh, I just. For one, okay, the origin of it is like I, I'm getting more into like Pokemon. Like here, here's my yeah, proof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Check that out, dude. I'm definitely a collector now. Like I definitely FOMO'd in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I totally neglected this. This. So talk Pokemon about role. what you're showing on 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 screen. What is that? What this, dude? Yeah. I, I mean, do I really have to, to explain? For, for those, <laughs> audio everyone listeners. knows what this is. Well, huh? for the audio listeners, the oh, that's right. I'm sorry <laughs> for you guys listening. It's this this crisp. This is a Pokemon booster pack. You know what I mean. So I've been getting back into the fucking hype, dude. Like, yeah, I fomoed in hard. You know what I mean. Just because for multiple reasons. For one, I love the stuff, and all of a sudden, it's like re-entered my consciousness from like not by my control, right? It's it's gotten to so much hype and FOMO yeah. and euphoria that like it's permeated into my existence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mostly by YouTube influencers. So now <laughs> I'm interested. So you've been influenced. I've been influenced, dude. Yeah. Hard. So I've been buying a bunch of these packs and doing my research on, on so, so explain what, to what, what's now like a new asset class. I'm trying to understand the asset of Pokemon. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And we'll get to that. We'll explain how we're seeing things right now. And there's yeah. there's actual like definitions that explain this stuff too. Like these types of assets have been in existence for for a while. But 
before yeah. we get there, I want to ask you, why did you buy a booster pack for a 20-year-old game? Okay. Because, uh, because I, have a, I have a very specific angle to this because yeah. the most valuable Pokemon cards are the first editions. I know. What, I agree. What but, is the point of continuing buying these booster packs now? Yeah, because this is like a uh, this is a sword and shield pack. So this is the this is a modern pack. Yes. This is was released in 2020 this year. So yeah. yeah. So you didn't well, spend saying, $600 on a booster pack because you're trying to get no. one of those first edition. Of course not. Right. I, I've missed the boat on that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So but what I'm doing I, you is can still I'm buy buying, them right. You can still huh? buy the first edition packs. They exist, but they're not in store. You got to go on eBay sure. and like risk getting scammed by like some fucking neckbeard. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got. I'm not about to play that game, dude. And and I recognize like this is like peak bubble mania. because like, yeah. I've lived through a bubble. I know what that feels like. I I, I know what it sounds like. This is it. Like yeah. it's the same thing happening. So, but why no, would you buy? Uh, why would you buy at the bubble though? But dude, that's what I'm saying. The price of this is never going to get any lower. This is modern shit. So this is like I'm not participating in that bubble in the sense that I'm, I'm now I'm just like collecting undervalued shit. Twenty years from now, this shit could become the new bubble. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be a whole new generation of of people collecting these kids of yeah. today. Yeah. Twenty years from now, they're going to be like us millennials. All of a sudden, they're going to have like they're going to be banking for some reason. They're going to be like. They might be decentraland millionaires. Who the fuck knows? In yeah, twenty yeah. years, <laughs> they might be like metaverse superstars and shit. Yeah. And they're like, "What do I spend my money on, dude? Oh, I remember that Pokemon shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, they're probably not. If they're like actual legit decentraland millionaires, they're probably going to be spending zero amounts of money in like fucking today NFTs. You know what I mean? Well, but okay. So let's take that to uh, like an extreme. So the decentraland millionaire. I would think if they're interested in Pokemon, they're going to go buy first edition cards. Well, yeah, of course. Those are never going to, those are always going to be king. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I just, what I guess my, what I'm trying to get at is my po- how okay, are yeah. these booster packs, the cards in there, the rarest one, the Charizard, yeah. how is that one going to be worth anything now? Uh, this one? Yeah. The, what the do you new, mean? The new okay, version. okay, look, think of it like this, dude. Those, those original OG first editions, those are the bitcoins and the ethereums of of sure. that space. Sure, sure, sure. They have the network effect. Everybody is chasing the same thing. This right here is like buying the shittiest of shit coins in the market. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but you, you can't ignore that because whenever these these hype bubble cycles happen, everybody gets a taste of that money. Yeah. Like even the shit coins. Yeah, like yeah. the money sure. funnels in through Bitcoin and Ethereum into these markets, just like they'll funnel into the base set packs. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else goes up. Like the market cap of the whole asset class goes up together. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So like these aren't going to get left in the dust and like just the base sets like go up. That's not how markets work. Everything so, goes up together. Okay. You know so I mean? you're saying you're saying you pay $5 for a booster pack, one of the new ones, and yeah. you pull a the new Charizard, right? Sure. Which is Which probably like today is like you could probably buy one on eBay for like a hundred to two hundred bucks. The 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 newest. The newest. Charizard. Okay, so that means yeah. you pull out that Charizard and you did a twenty x right there. Yeah, on, if you on get the lucky. Pack. Yeah, but I've already bought twenty of these and I haven't found a Charizard. So <laughs> if I were to find one on my next pack, I'd basically break even. You know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, but then but that's the- not why I'm doing it though. It's, it's just like it's just fun, dude, and it also like it's it's relevant to what we're doing in the sense that. At some at some point in our future, we're gonna have the responsibility of producing like 
um, actual product, you know what I mean? Like digital product sure. in the sense that like, sure. it's gotta be like enticing enough to a, a, uh, a collector, a, a gamer yeah. a community participant to like, want to like do this. They want to go to NFT store. They want to <clears throat> purchase pack, which in our case will be gun or wherever, or whatever the fuck it is, whatever game content we end up producing. Sure. Sure. And they're going to do this. They're going to like open this bitch. Yeah. But like in the virtual sense, you know what I mean? There's yeah, no, no tangible absolutely. product. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not downplaying the value of that booster pack. I just want to understand like the psychology of why you got interested in buying brand new booster packs for, for current generation Pokemon. So the, the cards that you pulled out, are they, they're like brand new Pokemon you've never seen, right? Yeah. I don't okay. even know the name of most of them, but but yeah. every now and then they sprinkle in like some OG Pokemon, but with like new art. Oh, okay, sure. New art styles. So like, so you'll find a Charmander in there. Like I have a Gengar. It's a Hollow Gengar, and it looks cool as fuck. It looks way better than the OG Gengars did. Like the artwork yeah. has evolved. It's like so much better than it used to be. Sure, sure. But yeah, of course, this is like twenty year later product. So today it doesn't seem that like valuable. But yeah, you have to extrapolate and hope we live through like the next civil war to like 20, 30 years, <laughs> 20, 30 years from now. This $5 I spent, you know, might be $500 worth of value because that's what we're seeing today, right? From shit yeah. that happened 20 years ago. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, yeah. I, and I'm not even, again, these, I, I'm not thinking this is an investment, but it, it could be. I was just so, like when I was 10 years old, I wasn't buying these, man, I can't wait to get rich. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Otherwise, I would still have them all. But here's what I'm thinking is, uh, so another underlying reason why I'm asking you this is because what new asset, game asset out there that's not called Pokemon, but is being released right now this year that has cards, first edition cards, like, isn't that more worthwhile of an investment than a booster pack, a 20-year-old <laughs> booster pack of a game? Yeah, but it has to be something as, like, as... Alluring is the Pokemon brand, right? Like, who else could potentially pull off such a such a good job at like captivating an entire generation like Pokemon do? The only one who's come close is probably like Minecraft or Roblox. Yeah, like they're the ones who have like Gen Z by the ball sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pokemon had us by the ball sack, and yeah. who else? Who else did? I don't know. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, well, I mean, but the, yeah, there's plenty of card games coming out with cards like. Look at fucking gods and change, right? Like yeah, uh, there's yeah. NFT card games, but do you really think that's gonna be? No, probably. I mean, not. it could be. It, it could, could be. be. It, it could it be could. because it's one of the or the OG card games in, uh, in the blockchain. NFT space. Yeah, yeah, you're right, dude. Like that's definitely something you you shouldn't sleep on. Like if if you believe in the NFT tech, but I just don't. They're not gonna produce like fucking morning Saturday cartoons so like every kid's gonna watch. I don't think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, most uh -huh. people are disconnecting their cable anyways. It's all YouTube, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, so, like, Pokemon somehow succeeded in that. Like, they just they struck gold with their marketing, their branding, everything. It's just beautiful all around. Yeah. The, the product But you know what? It amazing. wasn't obvious 20 years ago, though. It was just from a, from a child's perspective, it's a cool idea that you're collecting these little animals. And they can evolve and all and all that stuff. It was it was a cool concept, and I think that's why, you know, we all got into this thing. Mm -hmm. But twenty years ago, it wasn't obvious that this was going to be like you know the next Bitcoin, if you will. Maybe because we were kids. Maybe to like an adult, it was you know probably yeah. They, they probably saw things. You know, you have to have like experience of life to understand these things. Just like now, I have life experience. Sure. 
I've lived through multiple bubbles now. I understand like market psychology now. So anytime something like this happens, it's like, oh, like it's like a new ping on my radar. Now I have to like start paying attention to it. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't mean I'm going to go. Fo- if I'm really going to FOMO, and that means I'm going to go buy. I'm going to go invest my life savings into like PSA 10 Charizards and Venusaurs and Blastoise. Yeah. Because that's the thing you don't want to be doing right now. That yeah, is yeah. the dumbest thing you could do right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this market's obviously going to correct. If you look at any like price chart for Pokemon, it's it's parabolic. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's the same chart as the fucking S&P 500 chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chart. Which we've shown <laughs> a million times. Um, exactly. So, so kind of thinking through this, this uh, kind of scenario is you have nephews, they're under the age of 10-ish right now, and yeah. they play Roblox. So you're saying yeah. that if Roblox ever comes out with some oh my scarce God. asset, yes, you'd, you I, would go... I can't believe they have it so far. Yeah. But, I mean, I wonder what they would do from a scarce asset standpoint. I don't know. Because it's mean, not like avatar-based, right? It's... I don't know. It's just like uh, they could cook like <clears throat> trading cards of like the stupid Steve character, you know, like the main Minecraft dude. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's just, it's up to the cup, but they have plenty of resources to think of things like this, you know? Yeah. I'm sure like but some the point of the valuable. Is, if they do, huh? then you're going in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should. Like, yeah. If I had, if I had like all the money in the world and my only goal was to use that money to potentially make more of it in the future. For sure, Which, I would be doing that. I mean, that that is part of the game, right? Yeah, but see, I don't have all the money in the world, so I, I can't <laughs> allocate my fucking minute funds to something so speculative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Especially <laughs> if it's going to take 20 years for a huge ex- bubble to erupt. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I can't just be sitting on fucking closets full of Minecraft fucking merch, dude, for 20 years. And like, <laughs> just, just, I don't know what I would do for 20 years. Just like, scratch my nuts, dude. Just like... <laughs> Just wait for that day to come, dude. Or I'm gonna cash in and just laugh at everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. I mean, this this ten minute conversation so far, we've been talking about one type of asset, right? Yeah. It's the non productive asset. Yeah. And so, uh, kind of aligning going back to blockchain, this non productive asset is being replicated pr- pretty much across the board for every single NFT asset we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. That includes art. That includes any anything that God's unchained. Anything that if you go to OpenSea and randomly click, click on an NFT, there's a hundred percent chance that NFT is a non-productive asset. And and I guess these terms are being used a lot by uh, you know these are financial terms. Financial yeah, this terms. Is, this is this Warren is Buffett Warren stuff. Buffett one hundred and one. Yeah, he 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 only understands productive assets he made his fortune investing in productive assets in companies essentially yeah right a productive asset yeah because that's something you can actually like objectively analyze and like understand like the performance of that asset and like actual make real projections and like have true valuations of things you know what i mean because it's producing something it's producing some value yeah so you could do all the analytics necessary to figure out whether or not something's undervalued now this shit, like, <laughs> what the fuck is this, dude? It's like it's nothing. It's yeah. just, it's it's cardboard. It's it's, it's yeah. like it's it's just something that like you have to. All you could do is speculate with this. You yeah. know what I mean? That's For all sure. you could do because it's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so the fact that, that you that, can play a game the, on it, it, it's it's still not a productive asset. It's just yeah, because it it's not producing it doesn't, doesn't anything, do anything of value. 
Yeah. And so, like, so there's another term called the greater fool theory that states in finance and economics, the greater fool theory states that the price of an object is determined not by its intrinsic value, but rather by the local and relative demand of a specific consumer. And so that, that represents every single NFT asset that we've come across, including Pokemon cards, Beanie Babies, anything of that sort. It, yeah. it depends on the greater fool theory. It depends on a fool to buy that asset off of you. Mm -hmm. And with Corona Zombies, Ethermon game in Decentraland, all these things are a different kind of asset, which we feel like are going to be um, a foundational piece in the next generation of NFT assets that, you know, we start seeing. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, <clears throat> it's definitely hard to see this coming. I don't know. It's like, it's not intuitive. It's like digital content that produces so, so like what's the value that's being produced here now we're classifying we're basically classifying metas as what as as a, as a productive as a productive asset because correct ever since we started this thing it's it's been all about like monetization right because we understand like that's how that's how things grow and get built and sustain and you know like i don't know where i'm going with this anymore i mean ultimately it's I mean, we're trying to come up with an NFT that produces value, produces yeah. a value, not is valuable, but produces value. Yeah. And it something that produces value is inherently valuable. Yeah. Um, NFT art, Pokemon cards, those don't produce anything. They they, yeah. they don't produce anything. It's like it, it really depends on this greater full theory. The next guy. Yeah. Like, it, it boils down to hopefully somebody buys this asset off of me. That's it. That is, yeah, but, it's but, entirely... but not to discredit it or anything, because like that's a legitimate asset class. Class that's that's I mean, always existed and yeah, something that Pokemon will always has exist. built its empire off of that basic asset. Exactly, and art like art. I mean, probably one of the OG assets. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. Ar artists from way back in the day, they just and I don't know. like it's not to discredit anything. All I'm saying is we're 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 providing a a clear distinction between. A, a new developing asset that we're building, right? We're building on this concept of a productive asset. Mm -hmm. And and we feel like that's where NFTs are going to head towards. Um, and well, I, I don't want to say NFTs are heading towards productive assets. I think it's just a different class of NFTs. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of infrastructure that needs to be in place in order for like um, <clears throat> productive assets to actually like flourish. I think a lot of it's going to, we're going to have to actually build a lot of that infrastructure you know what I mean? Like, is yeah. there has to be, uh, if we're the ones producing um, what we think are some of the first actual productive digital assets, you know what I mean? Verified by blockchain, then we have to be the ones to kind of like build that, demonstrate the actual value output of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they have to come, they, uh, a, a, spe a speculator or like a potential investor has to be able to come to MetaZone and like easily understand like you know what's 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 on this platform what the fuck is all of this digital shit yeah you know what i mean yeah it, it instantly has to click like oh each of these are like uh have a market within itself you know there's a scarce amount of them but they're all you know they, they they're generating some type of yield at the end of the day yeah you know, everyone's sure. performing differently because of whatever variables exist whether it's like individual marketing from a landowner perspective or whatever it is i don't know yeah whatever kind of combination of metas that the landowners are putting together <clears throat> who knows but 
yeah so there's a lot of tools that need to be built still just like how like uh when when industry first began in like in the modern in the physical world there were no tools to analyze like you know enterprise it was just people were just doing things but once these tools came into place basically like the stock market any kind of like market infrastructure was built Sure. To actually start speculating on the value of these things. Sure. That's when the economy really took off. That's like the golden era of, of capitalism, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, there's tools out there for people with money to start speculating on the success of these these enterprises. So like this, the same process has to be translated into the digital world. You know what I mean? But first is like we have to figure out how to actually, you know, create prove. the enterprise yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Demonstrate and prove that this is a a foundational um, implementation of NFTs. I mean, right. uh, just to give you a, a demonstration is the Ethermon Egnes, which just launched recently. I don't, I don't know if we've even had a chance to talk about it, but the Egnes launched recently, and there was an event that lasted about a week. And the whole event was oh, yeah. to acquire an Ethermon, mm -hmm. and specifically a Yarmiao Ethermon, which allowed you access to a specific part of the new district that Ethermon team is developing. Mm -hmm. And um, so to prove the point is, I think 10 landowners had deployed the egg nest, and 68 eggs were sold within that week. So what's the big deal? The big deal is by holding on to this NFT and 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 considering this NFT as a as your own business and marketing, you sixty eight thousand mana was spent while you kept the NFT in your wallet. And I challenge you guys to think about what NFT out there generates you any money. Like which one? Without flipping oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, independent of that greater full me mechanism. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's currently the only way to, I mean, it's a great way for a lot of these assets. Um, again, not discrediting anything. It's just, we're, we're just trying to. This is just a different class. Different class is emerging. Yeah. Which I think is important because like I, like, like we, like I just identified like Warren Buffett found all of his success in like, you know, clinging to that class. And yeah. there's a whole industry of people, you know, focused on that class. And that's going to be one of the big, uh, I think transitions in, the, in this space. I don't know. Not even transit. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking like Trump now. It's gonna be fucking bigly, yeah. dude. It's gonna be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's all we think about. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know why. It's just. I, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I totally us, agree. I totally. You know what I mean? I totally agree. Yeah, the, yeah. the whole NFT art thing, and and I mean. It's it's hard to say that NFT art doesn't make any sense because we think Pokemon makes sense. We yeah. understand why Pokemon has its value. Um, that's why we keep thinking is you know, if Pokemon jumps into the NFT space, it's pretty much done. That they're gonna take over the whole NFT space. Yeah, like it, probably. It's 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 a done deal. Like fucking even just tops came in and like had massive success you know what i mean just, yeah with top top uh shot right and tops well, that and like their garbage pill kids or whatever the fuck and i'm right. sure they're gonna just keep dumping more and more product into yeah, the yeah. market because they're, they're raking it in you know what i mean yeah i mean the technology lends itself to this particular type of asset right the yeah. non-productive asset but Correct. i mean that that's the point of blockchain is that we haven't really seen its full potential yet and i think yeah. one of those things are the productive asset potential 100 percent so hopefully we were able to explain what we're talking about here because it is new. We're trying to define exactly what it is that we're doing. And 
Um, I, I just, ultimately, there's just two different classes, a productive asset and a non-productive asset. And most of the NFTs we've seen, just to summarize everything, is a non-productive asset, which hinges on the greater full theory, which is yeah. a, another economic term. There's, there, I mean, these things have, have been in existence. We're just uh, reusing existing stuff to represent <laughs> you know, everything that we're doing. Yeah, it makes you think like, it makes me wonder like, it's going to be a lot more difficult to identify bubbles and stuff within this NFT market just because it's so small. It's not like something I could like, I can wait for like uh, some YouTube influencer like Logan Paul to be like, just like put it in my face. Like, hey, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's not going to get to that point, I think for many, many years. But regardless, bubbles will come and go just like we just saw when in the DeFi space, dude. Yeah. We yeah. literally, we, we, we lived through the first DeFi bubble already. Yeah. You know what I mean? It Which came is, and went within like a couple months. Yeah. Two you months I mean? maximum. Yeah. So I don't know if, if, if we're in like a, some kind of NFT bubble, uh, maybe like in the art space, there is a bubble. I yeah, don't know. Definitely. You think so? Yeah, already? definitely. I mean, $110,000, not to take anything away from the artist or the underlying asset. It's just why? Yeah, see, that's a lot of money, but like, I feel like it's that's just getting started. Oh yeah, so I mean, like, <laughs> just like we saw a bubble with DeFi, yeah, the first bubble is not the biggest, right? This is just a precursor to the next bubble, kind of like we're yeah, gonna yeah. see with Bitcoin. When Bitcoin reaches a hundred thousand, or what some people think is gonna reach two hundred and change two hundred thousand, I mean, that's its own. That's the biggest bubble we've ever seen mm-hmm. so far, at least in the crypto space. Uh, the yeah. biggest bubble we've ever seen is the money bubble, the fiat money bubble. That once it bursts, we're going to see a different world. We're going to be living on a different planet pretty much. Oh, it's going to. It could happen tomorrow, dude. Yeah, it could. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot riding on tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm starting to think not much is going to happen. I've been pretty pessimistic up until this point, but. Yeah. I, yeah, I think everything is being way blown out of proportion. Not, not like the whole world is like tuned into this like the whole world is expecting america to just explode tomorrow <laughs> you know what i mean everyone's from like the uk is like wishing us well yeah There's shit like yeah, that good like, luck yeah good luck boys it's like <laughs> you're gonna need it type shit you know yeah. what i mean like the fact that everyone is 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 anticipating some like shit hits the fan scenario is it's that means everything's gonna be fine so that actually makes me comfy <laughs> you know what i mean so if everyone was opposite, like thinking, like, oh, nothing bad's gonna happen, like, yeah, doom is coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's the way I think. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see who. I, I guess they make the announcement of who wins tomorrow. Is that right? Well, so I mean, like voting starting in like an hour or something. Like, oh, no, not starting. It's the, the tallying of the votes. Or the tallying of the votes. Yeah, very soon. So for y'all listening, by the time y'all tune into this and like you know take a peek it's it's you're already gonna know who won so yeah this is like not even interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what i mean but just know like yeah know what dude like i mean uh just know like it, oh, i don't know i guess what are, what are our predictions i mean if people are going to be seeing this after the announcement is made i'm thinking trump is going to win and it's not even going to be close that's what i'm thinking yeah leading up to this i've had nothing but like negative scenarios in the sense that if Trump wins, I mean, um, based, quo on, based on data and like precedents, the left side of the political spectrum has been pretty uh, rambunctious lately. You know what <laughs> I mean? They've been 
they've been causing a lot of mass chaos in our streets and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of uh, BLM protesting, a lot of anti-capitalism sentiment building in our yeah. society. Yeah. So I think all that's going to do is like even light those fires even more. So I think I think that's what everyone's expecting right now. You know, huh. pretty much in every major city, there's like thousands of National Guard troops deployed. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all expecting like mass riots. So that's one bad scenario. You know, Trump wins. Democrats call it like a flawed election. See, that's the thing. It's like, OK, there's going to be a bunch of riots, but it's not sustainable and nothing changes well, you don't know that, I don't want to say I don't want to say nothing changes with riots because things have changed due to riots. Yeah, <clears throat> I just don't see anything changing because of this riot. Well, it starts off as a riot, but then it snowballs into like an actual political movement. You know what I mean? Hmm. There's going to be so much sentiment that's like anti-establishment, anti, you know, anti, uh, you know, what's what's the status quo? I guess sure. anti like elite elite wealthy people like continuing this machine for their own benefit the detriment of the rest of society right that sentiment just grows at times like this yeah i mean that can snowball into some like really dark shit you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. like so stuff like that could happen the other scenario is um trump loses uh and for whatever reason he could paint this out as like some once again a flawed election yeah he refuses to like leave his position which I don't know is if it's ever been done or not, but see, but I mean, he has such a big supporting base that maybe like, maybe but what does that, poss- what does that mean though? Like, yeah, I don't know, you know, traction, I, like what, what does it mean to not leave your position? Like you're going to squat in the white house and I mean, they could just drag you out and just kick yeah, you out. I don't right? think he can do that, but uh, yeah, I don't think he can do that. And I don't think he has like the, the diehard support for like, uh, like an actual, revolt like revolts of people backing his uh his his declaration of like you know the system's fucked boys like yeah yeah like they're 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 forcing me out of here like the whole system is corrupt and fraud i i'm, I'm sounding the uh assembly alarm for all of you like diehard militiamen to like come yeah come to the white house steps and come defend your king you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, but even like, I mean, how how could that be successful though? I just don't understand. Like, dude, shit like that has happened before in history. You know, it's it's hard to imagine like stuff like that happening in modern day. Yeah, just because like we like to think of ourselves as some kind of like advanced species <laughs> because of our technology and our nice cool gadgets and shit. Yeah, but like we're still monkeys at the end of the day. Like our brains haven't evolved one bit. You know, what I sure, mean? we're we're still the same creatures. Like, it's possible, dude, and it doesn't take like the whole collective i mean i mean I'm, t- I'm talking about logistically let's say trump is successful in his revolt right and militia is there to defend him let's say he's successful what does that mean it's gonna be a fucking bloodbath dude that's what it means it's gonna be a fucking <laughs> yeah because like the military still has to like uh fight these guys i guess i don't know man like that's what i'm saying i don't think that can happen i don't think trump has enough like yeah like legit street men to like battle the military and win come on yeah no that's like some fucking third world type shit like that happens in like third world countries yeah with like weak militaries so like like some kind of like cartel lord can probably do some shit like that right yeah he has, sure he has probably superior uh like firepower to the government you and know? training and all that <clears throat> yeah exactly so they that those scenarios can actually play out in like other countries in the united states the military is too op yeah for sure <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen but so yeah the most likely scenario is if biden wins is just like it's just gonna be like some drama 
for like maybe a week or two. Trump's <laughs> just gonna make a lot of noise, and then that's it, dude. We're just gonna move on. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. I I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's gonna end up happening. Yeah, you know. Uh, but in terms of the markets, um, any predictions there? Either way, uh, <clears throat> I think it's gonna be volatile for like a week or two, and then it's probably just gonna keep going up, dude, until the bubble pops. You know. Yeah. From like the actual bubble like from our you know our our economic system our economic system bubble not the fiat bubble which is probably a couple decades away yeah so i don't know whenever we reach that top who the fuck knows it's not like some covid thing's gonna cause it to happen like dude we 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 live with covid we understand it we embrace it it's one of us now yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) whatever dude like it has to do some crazy shit in order for us to care like like you know, COVID 2.0 type shit. Yeah, yeah. Where all of a sudden, if you catch it, you're like bleeding out of every orifice, <laughs> like like Ebola. <laughs> Ebola and COVID like merge, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. you imagine that? That would be sick. Dude. Yeah, no one would leave the house, literally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In that case, the, yeah, there would be a real concern for food and energy and fuel. Everything. Yeah. The everything. whole thing would come tumbling down if that were the case. Yeah. If it was so because deadly, so like visceral. as soon as you contract it, you just die from the most agonizing death in see, like a day. So uh, see that's not sustainable though. If let's say that scenario actually happens, I man, and you oh, get saying sick, it wouldn't spread? It wouldn't spread. Yeah. It would have to True. be like a slow death. You're like okay. you're like incubating it for two weeks and spreading it while you're going to the grocery store. And then all of a sudden after those two weeks, then you start bleeding yeah, out of the eyes. So basically, just COVID now, but with with blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. That would fuck shit up. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, so for sure. I don't see that happening either. I don't think things just like morph that quickly. I don't know. At least, uh, like, yeah. As I far agree. as like mutations and viruses and shit like that, I don't think that happens. No. I think you have to like actually manipulate that manually. Yeah. Like a lab somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so. Yeah. So, don't expect uh, that to happen. No, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that that would be, you know, that would change the world for sure. Something like that. Yeah. So I guess that means, I don't know, hold on to your Bitcoins, boys and girls. Yeah. So a, yeah, to, to cool. just touch on Bitcoin just real quick. Um, another thing that I was talking to you about before we got on was that Bitcoin at hovering around 13,000 and having at least three to four months of no trading under $10,000 is something that has never happened before, which just means that the whole projection, um, yeah. you the know, moon boy math is working. The moon boy math is coming true. Yeah. That self-fulfilling prophecy, dude. Yeah. It's, it's pretty strong. Dude. And it's on schedule, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's debatable is when the peak will happen. I I'm in the camp that, for every cycle, for every four-year cycle that Bitcoin has the, the happening, the length of time between the peak keeps extending for every cycle. Uh, just mm-hmm. because it be- Bitcoin will eventually become less volatile and more stable as time continues. So yeah. that's... If, uh, if that wasn't the case, then like the actual four-year cycle means like from now till about like... The end of 2021 is the $200,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, if, exactly. if it were on schedule, like in in that term, so we should be hitting like twenty thousand within the next couple months, probably. Yeah, for sure. And there'll probably be like a small correction after that, but like in yeah. the summer, it'll probably be like somewhere around forty thousand, like around June, July. Yeah. 
And then from July to December, it's just like madness. Yeah, it's craziness. <laughs> it's just madness. It's, like it's going to go from one hundred to 200,000 in like three days. And yeah, it's pretty crazy that we're not that far away from that, dude. I remember when we first started this podcast, we were like speculating on that yeah. potential outcome. That was like almost, that was like a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Uh, about, let's call it that. Yeah. But yeah, we're like, what's going to happen to Bitcoin? And <laughs> it was much more like a uh, hardcore speculation but now we're here dude almost we're yeah. like right there so like if nothing happens like by now to like mid-february or march and it's like market's dead really even bitcoin's lower than it is today then then that whole four-year cycle is dead yeah pretty much yeah that it's whole broken. It's broken i just don't see that happening that's my prediction but if it does then yeah you're right you don't see what happening the the fact I that thought, it, I, I thought you, you didn't subscribe to the four-year theory no, no. So, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so the the cycle, the two hundred thousand prediction is going to happen, but I, it's not going to happen within that four year time frame. Yeah, yeah, you're saying more like 2022, 2023, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. somewhere around 2022. That's where I think we're going to see the peak of Bitcoin, and then it's going to be two to three years of bear. <laughs> Probably more than that. Well, like the last year. one was around two years. 27, uh, 2018, 2019. Yeah, only barely two yeah, years, dude. I guess. I guess you're right. All right, barely we'll two see. Years. If we see three years of bear, crypto's dead for three years. Like, Dude, what, we just pretty much lived through that, dude. Yeah, almost. we did, but... <laughs> it was not fun times, dude. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Next time this happens, when I exit out of crypto, I'm going right into fucking Pokemon, dude. Like, <laughs> by, by then... All those base set prices should be settled. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the Charizards yeah. would probably be under. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get like a PSA ten Charizard for like fifteen grand or something. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just gonna now. I'm gonna hodl one of my fucking Pokemon's and I'm just gonna wait for that. You know, that while moment. the while the world burns around you, dude. I just got my Pokemon. Do you think? Yeah, but like, yeah, the world's burning. <laughs> but I got civil wars everywhere. But I got my Pokemon's like all the warlords. Like uh, they're gonna want Pokemon. Oh, you yeah, they're gonna tra- use that as a trade value, trade asset. They are. Yeah. It's gonna be human heads for Pokemon's, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like teeth, teeth, teeth will be the new currency. It's gonna yeah. be so much mass killing, dude. dude a single a single Charizard will get you like twenty <laughs> solar panels. Solar panels. <laughs> yeah, right. It's gonna be more like Mad Max times. It's gonna be so many nukes. Yeah. yeah man um <clears throat> i mean we had a couple of other things to talk about we wanted to show you corona zombies but i don't think there's time for that dude. yeah we're gonna have to record in like a couple days yeah actually probably tomorrow again whenever this we have a three-day tournament going on four day maybe oh yeah you're right we got to record who won the uh the wearables that's right so whenever we do that we're gonna have to like assemble all the entrants which is looking I was expecting like 10 or less, honestly. Yeah. Because the barrier to entry is actually pretty high. You got to get a thousand kills. Yeah. I thought for sure not many people were going to be down for that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that we're seeing almost double that, like there's like 19 people who qualify or something like that. Like yeah. that's, a, that's a good sign. That means people actually, well, what does that mean? Does that mean people actually really enjoy killing these things or people just really want a free wearable? It's probably uh, that, right? It's. I think they want the free wearable, but yeah, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. I mean, we should do a poll of how entertaining was it to kill 1,000. <laughs> was it like but a that, chore? The point, but even then, it doesn't matter because that's that's farming. Yeah, it's not supposed to be entertaining. The the point is, 
we're supposed to be simulating yeah that that mmo element of like you're just dedicating time you're grinding dude for like whatever the desired outcome you want to happen usually it's like you're 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 actually accruing like in-game currency yeah like you kill a thousand mobs you're collecting a lot of a lot of loot dude a lot of money a lot of loot things you could sell on the market for more loot and maybe you potentially get lucky and find a rare drop and it's like something i can either wear or again sell for a lot of loot Mm -hmm. whatever so we're kind of simulating that same exchange you know what i mean with the with the players yeah absolutely kind of without like the actual in-game distribution yet because we're still working on that sure sure (laughs) and but yeah we got to record that so an additional so aspect it. to the gameplay was that eventually these wearables are going to give you perks in the game. And right. so there's an, another incentive to to get to get this gear because once these NFT weapons are out there and you can upgrade your weapon and then you can grind that weapon and get it to a point where it's like a very powerful weapon in the game, it's going to be valuable and you're going to appreciate you know, what these perks give you, like an extra critical hit, right? You can probably mow down these enemies probably a quarter of the time faster just because you have that perk. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be worth worth the, the work to get these wearables for sure. And so 100%. on top of that, if you are a Corona Zombie owner right now, you you have the ability to sell some of these wearables from your parcel, from your meta, um, yeah. and make some revenue through that as well. Yeah, that's going to go on until we actually complete the the crate meta, which is going to be basically the distribution meta for all the future weapon NFTs, yep. basically the gear, all the NFT gear. Yeah. So it's going to be very similar to like an Ethermon egg, essentially. Very similar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So think of it as like, that's the that's the entry gateway for anybody who wants to play in this universe. For Axie Infinity, you need to buy three Axies off of the market to get started, right? Because the only way to earn in that world, you have to win games. You know what I mean? That's how you earn your SLPs or whatever it is you earn in that game. Other mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. more axes maybe. <clears throat> or actually, you need the SLPs to bring more axes. But yeah, basically, barrier to entry, you need three axes. Yep. Barrier to entry in this game universe, you need a gun or a weapon of some kind. You could choose whichever class of weapon you want melee, ranged, whatever the fuck, short ranged. Mm-hmm. You could choose, but you need at least a weapon to get to killing, to get to earning, to get to progressing, all that cool stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So same thing, just different. And different each role. weapon is different from from the next. It's uh has its unique yeah. attributes. Um, maybe you'll get lucky and find a perfect weapon where all the attributes are completely maxed out, which is going to be an extremely extremely rare uh, rare asset. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking about like a point zero zero one percent chance that you're going to find something like this. Mm. But you might have you might randomly roll a weapon that's pretty good. Right, mm-hmm. and if you upgrade it to level one hundred, which will probably take five years, in my my own estimation, I feel like that's too hardcore, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> too yeah, fucking I, hardcore. I think that's what I think that's what blockchain's about, man. I think it's about yeah, hardcore. Yeah. It's about it's about taking that wow experience and having an output from that wow experience, like yeah. an, an actual thing that you can convert into value, all right, into to money. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's what blockchain is about. Or blockchain NFT assets specifically. Yeah. Because I, I just don't see the point of like... But from like a business perspective, you know what I mean? Like um, uh, if we're like total greed lords, which sometimes we are, well, <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't want somebody clinging on to the first weapon they ever get for five years, right? It's not about the first weapon. It's so the well, idea The first is, one they, they like, you know, or yeah. like the, the best weapon they find. Yeah, sure. It's like 
I found this Gen Zero awesome weapon, which is probably not a bad idea if because yeah, there's gonna be different generations of these weapons coming out in batches, right? Just like any other yeah. NFT. Yeah. So it's like if you find like one of the best Gen Zero weapons, it's not a bad idea to spend five years to level it up to like max level because it's you know Gen Zero anything is always like the most valuable shit. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, like it's like like at the same time, like you you don't want to decentivize people from like you know adopting new weapons and like. Oh, for sure. Know, I mean, for- maybe the Gen Zero weapon at level one hundred is probably the most valuable, but it's not the one that kills the most efficiently, right? That True. might be a Gen Three machine gun, right? Oh shit. So yeah, a fucking laser cannon or some shit. Like yeah, that. who knows? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, I, but, I but want the- these weapons to get like so ridiculous, dude. Like almost <laughs> oh, like, like not even like weapons. Yeah, because we're dude, we're in the fucking metaverse, dude. We yeah. can make anything happen. We don't need an A one fourteen gun, right? What the fuck is that? Whatever it is, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, an M sixteen. Yeah, an M fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't need modern military weapons. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that, dude. Like, it needs to be like some ridiculous shit. Like, you shoot somebody, they turn into a fucking chicken or something uh, like that. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they turn into a chicken, and then like in five seconds, it just it just yeah, explodes. It just explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shit like that. Like, we need to create like the coolest, wackiest weapons in the like in the whole game universe. You yeah, know? for sure, for sure. I, I totally agree. I think the the wackier, the better. Um, yeah. it gives it character. It gives it uniqueness. I mean, we're in the metaverse. We can't be exactly. using like standard weaponry. Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. And we're definitely gonna work closely with Decentraland to push their asses into like making these things functional outside of just like MetaZone content. You know what I mean? Like being yeah. like, you should be able to go to like. Uh, anywhere in decentraland and like be able to equip our weapons and like you know flex with them oh for sure display them in whatever way you can and maybe even like use them on other people maybe maybe not i don't know but yeah they'll be like they'll be like friendly weapons that yeah like you could turn people into chickens and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. those are more like meme weapons yeah like That'd be funny, dude. You can't go around just killing avatars, though. That's never gonna happen. I don't think. No, like, definitely not. Not like wherever you want. Like, yeah. But this it would be cool. The, spot. This is in real life, dude. Okay. No. <laughs> but there's gonna be zones for that. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of man, we haven't even talked about the PvP element of Corona Zombies, which yeah, I think it, is like the most entertaining. It's going to be. That's that's my jam, dude. I love PvP. Yeah. Again, I never got more addicted to WoW. I mean, I love the PVE elements of it, but the PVP is what really locked me in. Like, Wait, there was a PVP element in WoW? Yeah, there's a whole arena system. Hmm. There's like one-on-one or what? Hmm? It, was it one-on-one or is it like team battles? There's 2v2, 3v3, and 5v5 classes or arenas. Wow. So, but the the best one was 3v3. That's like where all the competitive like tournament shit was. Like, so you're, you're competing at BlizzCon with a 3v3 team. What did, uh, what did you get? Like, what's the... Gear and okay. and glory yeah <laughs> it's just like an mmr ranking system right the more wins you get the higher your ranking gets so that higher the more intense the competition gets you're playing against better people right so that's how you balance the so is there the a different gear set for pvp versus pve yeah they were totally different because pvp sets have different attributes it's more which i kind of hated i like the pvp when it was it didn't start out like that you could use your pve gear mm-hmm. and do just fine if you yeah. Like like if somebody who spent all their time grinding dungeons with their guilds and shit. Yeah, I would think that would be pretty powerful. Yeah, I think I think that should be the point of C Z. Like the whole point is you play Corona Zombies, uh, you know, 
you 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 acquire your weapons, mm-hmm. you level them up for the for the purpose of using them in PvP. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we need like a district where like you everybody just walks into there with their fucking gear, their weapons, and it's just like a big ass like fucking maybe not a big ass, maybe like a a 5v5 type yeah. like unreal tournament type gameplay. Dude, you know hell I mean? yeah, dude. Dude, I love that game. Yeah, dude, I love that game too. And we man. could totally do that, dude. Yeah, just just based off what we were playing like we have to create guns that have like um <clears throat> Like dodgeable, uh, dodgeable projectiles. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, true. That's true. That you see like an orb coming and you can like sidestep it. Yeah, or like you shoot like a big ass like grenade cannon. Like you see it coming. For like sure. You, it has a trajectory and everything. You can like get out of its way, but if you don't, it just Which, tons of splash. You damage, could do that. You know what I mean? All that is possible for sure. Yeah, we just, we so, just got to do it. Yeah. So that's that's definitely in our heads. Just to so say, y'all know, <laughs> those of y'all listening. Man, there's such big plans for this. Is like it's crazy. Yeah, I agree, man. It's just we'll see. We have a lot to do, a lot of work to do, and, and part of it is figuring out whether or not we can produce good product and content that people are willing to purchase and yeah. invest in, so that we can actually sustain development along the way, so we can yeah. actually get to that point. You know what I mean? Because I mean, it, it all goes back to the, our conversation about how these are productive assets, right? They're they have a different kind of value to them than the, just the non-productive assets, like. Like everything else is just a PNG, a JPEG, or a GIF, and that's it. That's all that you're getting. Like this is something else. That's that's why it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for it, dude. Yeah, it's, we're building what we want to exist. Yeah, exactly. So, to sum it all up. Yeah. This is what I. This is all I want. Every time I'm in Decentraland, I'm like, dude, why doesn't this exist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, 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 I mean. What's going on is cool and all, and I, I know it's early days, and but it's like, god damn it, dude! Like, uh, I don't know, like, how many like wub wub concerts can we go to and like and like fucking <laughs> do like our little shimmy dance over and over again? Like, how many times can we do that, dude? Yeah, agree. You know, there's there's definitely gonna f- fatigue is gonna set exactly. in. Exactly, it's gonna set in if like some new shit doesn't finally start popping off. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. But again, it's just. I don't know if if the community wants this stuff or not. You know, like yeah. I said, we want this, but you does everybody what? else want this? I don't know if it matters if anyone else wants it. I think, of course, it matters, dude. No, no, no one's buying so. this stuff, dude. Uh, I I don't think it matters. I think once you build it, people will get the get the idea. Like they have to see oh, it. Yeah, people yeah. like I remember, like I, we we talked about this a million times. Is that if we pitched Metazone to any investor, it'd be zero investment. <laughs> uh, but I, but it's pretty valuable that people can buy and click and deploy stuff instantaneously. Um, yeah. And and so the same thing goes with these productive assets. You pitch this productive asset to anybody, they might agree that it makes sense, but they won't they won't ever like pay you. Well, I guess yeah. I mean they, they'll never invest to the point where until it exists, right? That's the difference maker. Once it exists, yeah. it's a different story. So we're pretty much. <clears throat> We're pretty much uh, we're we're at our MVP phase, like early MVP phase for CZ, like we were for Metazone. Like, I mean, if yeah. we're still in our MVP phase for Metazone. There's still tons that needs to be done, especially sure. like NFTs. And unfortunately, like this CZ stuff is kind of like derailing us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's gonna get done. Um, but yeah, so so if you've been listening we have to just slowly build out cz and then like people will just come just like they did for metazone yeah yeah pretty much i mean okay i mean we really need to talk up this this whole productive asset thing because this is a new class of nfts that nobody's going to talk about because it doesn't exist anywhere else 
Right. So we we got to sure. pioneer this whole concept and like do a whole medium post and like the implications and and trajectories post, of NFTs and where things are going to head towards That's... and potential <laughs> blockchain gaming with new productive yeah, yeah, yeah. assets, all that stuff, man. We got to like talk it up because it's important. Yeah. We got to flex our wiener a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> i feel that i feel that yeah dude but first first things first yeah we yeah we need nfts so yeah if you've been listening this long please comment you ask us questions what are your thoughts on productive versus non-productive nfts do you agree with us do, do you guys disagree that you know productive nfts make sense uh yeah. let us know in the comments uh we're, we'd like to hear from everybody like your thoughts on this whole thing um also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Block yeah, because, because just to add it, just because technically they exist. Technically, we've we've de- we we have pioneered them in the sense that yeah. uh, not to again toot our own horn. Just toot it's it. been it, it work. It's working. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, with these egg nests, with these garden yeah, beds. I'm constantly paying out creators all the time because yeah. of their revenue generating NFTs. That's right. So it's like we're not just we're not just a snowball or theory crafting shit. Like it's, 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 it's being done. It's working at a very small scale, but you know, the point is technically it's been achieved and it's just the awareness isn't there yet. And we're thinking yeah. once people figure it out, it's like, damn, there's a yeah. whole new, there's a, so much potential in that. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. For Literally sure. a whole universe, a whole new universe. That is the metaverse in yeah. my mind. I think that's, that's what's going to make the metaverse what we actually think it into be. reality yeah yeah i mean people are ultimately buying businesses in the metaverse that's that's what a revenue generating asset does it's a it's a business well yeah and it just yeah it makes it just aligns all the proper incentives for everybody involved and like that i don't know like that's how you build an economy i think yeah like all the players will be there the landowners the the, the content creators will be there content investors the players Everybody, it's gonna be, it's gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's end it on that. I I just had to throw that in. It's being done. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's being done, and it is also done. It just needs to be completed. (laughs) Exactly, it just needs to be finished, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, can't wait. So yeah, make sure you follow us at MetaZone.io on Twitter, and uh, yeah, that was it, man. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll be here every single week. That's right. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.